New style, no music show. Oh, it always kicks in late. Always. It just does it to irritate me. Right, am I talking in the mic? I don't know. I've got so many mics and bits of pieces, bits and pieces everywhere. And uh, I can't link that to anything. So tenuous links are out for me today. I've sort of made it my profession almost to to make tenuous links whenever I possibly can. But um, but anyway, Alex, you're definitely not tenuous, but you are. No, you can't say link has so many other meanings. You can't, <laughs> can't say that, can you? So anyway, um, yeah, it's good of you to um, to join me on this on this show. Let me just remind myself what it's called because I'm not taking Podbean's advice on keeping the show title the same. There are reasons for it, which we won't go into, but I keep changing it. And now, and now today it's TLC, that is the, the loose cannon. TLC's live thank Euro 2020. It's Wednesday show. So a bit of a mouthful. And um that's probably about as much as you're gonna get out of me today. Cause um, because yeah, I don't know if I'm in chat mode. I'm always in sort of semi-chat mode, but um not as chatty as usual. But um, but hopefully you'll make up for it. So we we're gonna primarily talk Arsenal. But we might throw a bit of the Euros in, seeing as it's in the in the title. So, what, what do you want to start with, Arsenal or the Euros? I get the uh, get, get Arsenal. Obviously, that's the number one important. Yes, definitely, definitely, that's the most important thing. So, um, well, everybody's been talking about Buendia. What's your take on the fact that Buendia? I'm not sure he chose Aston Villa rather than Arsenal, but some people think that. Obviously, there's. There are two schools of thought on it. Some people think that Arsenal just weren't interested enough. And in effect, Arsenal allowed him to go to Villa. They they just didn't put in a yeah. significant bid. But well, we, I, I think there's a lot of uh, information, or there's a lot, a lot of uh, thing on the internet about uh, Odegaard was our number one. Mm. And I think until we found out that Odegaard wasn't going to happen, I think that the interest in Buendia was half-hearted. And, uh, personally, I, I think obviously had, had multiple options open, and I think it was a bit silly of us to put all our eggs in one basket. But it certainly does seem that it was one time. I, you can't convince me that he's going to want to join Villa over Arsenal. Like, as, as much as we've fallen, and I, you know, I accept we are not a great team anymore, we are not a team that a player with Villa over us. Like, you know, in terms of coaching, in terms of potential trophy, uh, you know, I don't think there's anyone there at Villa who you know, could potentially make him a much better player. Uh, so, yeah, I think it was half at high. I think, obviously, uh, Norwich were looking to get a fair bit of money. And you never know with Arsenal how much they're willing to spend as well, because they've always been a bit of a, a, a thrift club at times so mm. I think that might have been a factor of uh, how much we were willing to spend and you know, there's an element of, of course in every transfer there's an element of risk but I, I just get the feeling that we weren't in for if us and Villa are his own, the only people in for him then you know I can't imagine why he would choose Villa uh, honestly I can't Yeah, that wouldn't at so, all surprise me. You know, yeah, yeah, so it didn't. It didn't have you sobbing. It didn't have you sobbing in your soup or anything like that. It wasn't 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 a tearful moment no, by any means. Then, not really. Uh, no, I, I, I like to get. Uh, for me, I don't think the number ten position is the prime, most important position that we need to. And I know, of course, you never do. It's not like championship manager, is it? You never do your transfers in the order that you need them. Yeah. Uh, do we need more creativity now that Odegaard's gone? Yes. Do we need possibly another 10? Yes. Possibly. Uh, I, I still think, you know, 
we're not in European football. You know, we don't need that big a squad. So I'm, I'm hoping maybe, maybe our centre thinking Smith throw, he plays him as his first choice. Uh, so I'm not sure. For me, there are other positions in the in that team that need fixing. Yeah, we need another centre half, uh, another right back, well, a right back, mm. uh, some left back cover, and infield support for Partey because Tobias has gone. It looks like Jack is leaving. Uh, and you know, say what you will about Jack, you know, I've had many of the opinions you know, about Jack, <laughs> uh, but we need to cover. You know, we need to cover him. We can't let that go. Yeah, and that brings me on to another. Another player linked with Arsenal, Neves, Ruben Neves. Um, I haven't yeah. got a lot to say about him. He seems to be a similar type, better stats than Shaka, according to, to everybody that I've been listening to talking about him. Uh, what else can I say about I think I think when Arsenal played Wolves, I did notice Neves and thought this, this guy's pretty good, but he wasn't outstanding, but he was pretty good. And Arsenal didn't obviously play that well against Wolves, which makes me think, it's not such. It's not such the you know. It's not the worst club to be buying players from, really, because um, they they have sort of overachieved. Not yeah. maybe last season, but the season before. I don't know how long Neves has been with them, but yeah, he looks. Um, he looked pretty decent to me. Yeah, he looked a decent player. That's that was my feeling because I I knew his name straight away, and I don't really study oppositions that much at the moment. I have done in the past, but right now I yeah. haven't been. But so there must have been something about him I liked, and I would say just yeah, before, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't I, think he's a bad player. Yeah. I don't think he's that step forward. Yeah, a lot I don't of people think say if that. We're get Jacka, yeah, I'm struggling to see where we're progressing. Like, you know, Jacker or him, arguably, like, yeah, of course, fine. They, they are different players, but how different? You know, how different players are they? Like, neither of them are particularly fast. That's true. Either both of them compatible. Um, so, I, 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 in terms of, it doesn't seem like we're getting a massive upgrade. That's my, that's my, my thing, really. Well, he is younger. He is younger, and not only is he younger, he's, he's, he makes fewer mistakes. He scores more goals. He provides more assists. He tackles more. Gets around the pitch. Yeah, it's not very difficult, is it? <laughs> but I know. I mean. I'm also, I have to say, in the, in the past, in the, in the not-so-distant past, I've been a detractor of Shaka, but he has, he has improved his game. I'm not going to be upset to see him yeah. leave, but he has improved, and there's no, no, no doubt about that. But, no, there isn't. No, there isn't. There's no doubt about that. I just don't think we're getting a massive upgrade. And you've got to look at the money as well. How much are we going to pay for Neves? How much are we going to sell Xhaka for? I oh, know I don't yeah. like the maths of that at all. Thirty-five for Neves, thirty-five mil, and twenty million euros tops for for Xhaka. If he's so good, why is that the biggest yeah. bid? Why? And Jose Mourinho likes him, so that's where he's heading, right? It's Roma, isn't it? That's where that's the yeah. likely yeah. destination for Xhaka, but. And it sounds like it will go. I didn't like. It. Did you see his comments? Did you see what Shaka said about about the team? Did you see that? Yeah. It, it weren't exactly complimentary. Yeah, it weren't awful. I mean, no. I'm, but I'm trying to think exactly what the words were. But I wasn't. I no, wouldn't no, have been happy. He more or less said, "You know, you can't can't expect me to have." He said he had a pretty good season in his opinion, even though he was basically scoring weren't quite own goals was it but he's setting setting the ball up for the opposition yeah. and he still puts that down as a very good season in a team that was yeah. struggling more or less i'm paraphrasing so yeah, he didn't actually like say that, that. Yeah, two things to say about yeah one you know he didn't have an awful season no did he have a great season no not yes. for him he played right? but you know, what he said was, he was kind of like, well, I'm surrounded by, you know, and he, I think he's wrong. He's not surrounded by average players. He's surrounded by players better than him and, you know, make up for his mistakes. But that, that's fine. That, I've seen him do petty shit like that before. And so mm. I wasn't too surprised by it because he's, he, he is quite childish. He is quite sort of mm. immature with a thing. So I wasn't like, you know, uh, 
I wasn't surprised when he said that. Not at all. Yeah, I, all it just seems like he's uh, never ever going to uh, learn that guy. That's how I feel. Yeah, he's for me. He's similar to that Croatian defender. I think Croatian played for Liverpool. Uh, he's fucking rubbish. He was podium. Obviously, he's, he's a professional yeah. look, but he's you know, he, he was rubbish compared to the standard that he thought he was at. Yeah, and and the, I can't remember his name, uh, but he played for Croatia in the I think in the in the World Cup, and yeah, he played for Liverpool when they won trophies. And he was like, "Look at me, you know, I've won the Champions League. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this in Croatia." And it was all it was like, no, it wasn't you. You were just in a team full of very good players, and you weren't terrible. But to take credit for it, I think is a bit rich, mm, you know. Yeah. So, and, and I think Jack Bahilk really he takes credit for things where he's like, "Thank you," but you didn't make the biggest contribution, or even an average size contribution. Like you just did. Like, I would have happily replaced you at any time due to us or transfer. Uh, you know, so. It's, I can't remember the last name. Uh, I think yeah, he's now. He's left Liverpool. Uh, yeah. Uh, but so I think he's accurate about it. Like, I think they, there's an element of delusion. Uh, you know, it's delusion and denial. Mm. In these Maybe that's what keeps yeah. him going. <laughs> he's snail pace. He goes at a snail pace, but yeah. but he doesn't well, stop. Like, yeah. Well, I've been in it though. Like you have to back yourself. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, and then who will? Because the fans, clearly, well, I'm not saying all the fans hate him, because no, they don't, but just the majority, I think. I think I, I think that's a fair point. Probably the majority of fans are not, not very keen on him. I've found one fan backing him, just like through thick and thin. But aside from that, I had nothing against the guy when he first rolled in, rolled into town, and I thought this, this, this uh, Swiss international, he may be better than Senderos. It was another Swiss international, but you know, and who was the other Swiss? The right back, I forgot his name now. Um, yeah, and he he, he didn't really Euro, set. Euro. I, uh, it's but, what? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That is, this is, this is, this is, interesting position. Jack has never played in the Champions League for Arsenal. Yeah. So in all the years that we've been there, we've never got in the Champions League. Yeah. So that that tells you something about our decline. I think that's quite a telling statistic. But mm. I, I think as well, he just he yeah, he's one of those players he needs uh, yeah, he needs a win. Because he knows, you know, he must know he's not the most talented of people. <laughs> yeah. So except in his dreams. But I think uh, he lives in that dream world quite a lot. Sorry, Shaka, if you're listening. No doubt yeah, you won't be, but you know, who knows? Yeah, it's it's unlikely. Though. It's unlikely that yeah. he's, in the, he's in the Euro at the minute, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Locked himself he's away. Big, he's got bigger fish. To I fight. think that's a lovely. Thing. I think that's a lovely segue to the Euro thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Except I wanted to say something yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. It would. It would. Okay. Okay. If you insist. Right. So what are we going to say about the Euros? Because I haven't got a lot to say other than if I wanted to buy a player. I wouldn't normally want to buy an England player, but I did like that performance. Uh, what's his name? Phillips. Phillips was... Everybody was raving about him. Raving about him. Why have yeah, I never noticed this guy before? Well, at least, if you... Well, you know Marshy, don't you? If you speak to Marshy, he'll tell yeah. you all day, every day. Uh, so is that good? Yeah, they've been raving about him then? I think he's been doing that similar job for Bielsa. Yeah. So I think Leeds weren't weren't surprised at how good he was. I think obviously England players were. Yeah. Oh, England fans were. I don't think Southgate was particularly surprised. I think Southgate did that for a reason. Mm. Uh, well, what's the talk about the England first? Obviously, as English fans, uh, I, I was pleased. I, I did watch this under a bit of an alcoholic haze. <laughs> uh, so you know, mm. my views might be biased, but I, I thought we played all right. Like I thought we played all right. I, I don't. Uh, Croatia really looked like scoring. No, I they didn't. You know, the tactics that we had, I think the midfield, we had to dominate the midfield. They have very good midfield. And I think uh, 
with Rice. Rice sat quite well, which allowed Phillips to sort of just be that, that number eight animal, uh, you mm. know, everywhere. What doesn't he? And I think, you know, in terms of the midfield, he got it right. Uh, Trippier was an interesting call. Like, I could understand why he did it, because I think he knew that Carl Walker would bomb forward with the guns. So if you had a left back in Trippier, mm. you know, Trippier's not forward. I think Trippier's more restrained and I think more But he can bomb forward, I'm sure. But if you tell him not to, out of the, the defenders we have, mm. maybe he felt... And it's, it's quite... If I'm one of the left backs, it's a bit disconcerting. If I'm Luke Shaw or Chill, and I've had Trippier being picked over me, you know, you have to be thinking... I might not be playing much. Uh, but I think both Chiuel and Shaw are more attacking fullback backs. I think Trippier, he could almost be a bit more assured that Trippier wouldn't go bomb for. And so you would have that almost three in defence with Walker's defence. Mm. Uh, so I, I think that's why did that. And I think it lacked, what it obviously lacked, is he didn't have a left foot defender swinging the ball in. So there's a few timing crosses where we lack something from an attacking standpoint because we couldn't put that foot that quick ball in. Trippier has to put it on his right. And often I felt Trippier you know, played it sideways or backwards. Yeah, I was uh, noticing that. that. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but that, that's the sort of, the word, not a sacrifice. That's the sort of uh, compromise you make when you put Trippier as a left. You know, yeah, of course. You can't yeah. have it both ways. Mm. You, know, you can't moan about your know, when you bombing forward and then when you do attack, obviously the Trippier is not going to attack with the same sort of ability, for want yeah. of a better way. But, you know, it's all, I'm sure from the right, as a right back, he would do absolutely fine. Mm. Uh, but as a left back, you know, it's harder for him because he's got yeah. to cut in. You know, it's, it's going to be limited. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Exactly. So, I think, uh, so I think that was, was a factor. Uh, but I think, you know, uh, I thought the week, the attackers. I didn't think I was trying to work out Kane. Like Kane confused me <laughs> because I wasn't sure what he was doing because he was for a lot of the time. Like I'm not sure whether that was part of the plan. That maybe it was, mm. uh, but I didn't get the feeling that that was Southgate was particularly happy with that. Mm. What you about know, the, way, thought, the way well, you what played? Is Kane doing? Yeah, I just thought, well, we, uh, we didn't have a target man at times. He's quite anonymous in some games. Yeah, we didn't have a target man. We just mm. had Kane. Kane was like playing midfield at the time. Yeah. Uh, and I could kind of sense it. Like I got the feeling that he wanted the wingers to sort of... Kane would come deep and the wingers would come become more thin. So almost like you're playing Kane as like a like a false nine and the wingers, like the Sterling and your Foden's are ahead of him. Mm. And I got might have been attacked because certainly for the goal you know Kane drew the man out uh, Phillips drove into that space and certainly made the run so that kind of makes you think well maybe that was a big plan. but yeah like it was it was enjoyable like I, I was happy I'd have been happy with a draw straight away you know those results uh, that yeah that, that result you know, we're playing the best team obviously we've got the semi-finals still on our minds from the World Cup yeah, you know, Croatia with no marks, uh, and yet to get a result against them puts us in a good good position for the rest of the group. The problem now is almost as bad as it sounds. We don't want to get top of the group. Why is that? The draw. Mm. Yeah, well, if we get top of the group, we we play the second place of the group of death: France, Germany, Portugal. Whereas mm. if we get second in the group. We play second in some other group, like Spain, Sweden. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah. Uh, so if you remember back to the World Cup, mm. the World Cup, we are we we had a very favourable draw. We had Colombia and Sweden, as opposed to two other horrific teams that aren't Colombia and Sweden. You know. But what about where's the game's so, going to be played? If if England finish um, second in the group. Do you know what stadium the game's going to be played in? I don't. I can find yeah. that out. Because no. I wonder, you know, uh, I would be, I'd be, I mean, if they win the group, does that mean they're going to play at Wembley still? 
or not not necessarily because I can't remember. I, I've, I'm following it, but uh, I can't remember. That'd, that'd be awesome yeah. if they did. Well, did you see? I was watching uh, Hungary yesterday, yeah. and in, in uh, Budapest, yeah, the staging was full. Wow, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, well, it, what they did was they said, "Okay, fine. If you, uh, we need you to provide either." A negative COVID test, you know, mm. within 72 hours, stamp us travellers, uh, or you know, proof of vaccine. And if you can provide one of those two things, then you. Oh. And so, and I'm sure there will be COVID cases, but I'm sure it won't be that many. And I think that's you know, try not to get too political on this, but I'm sure that's that's going to have to be the reality until. Until this, you've got seventy percent, eighty percent vaccinations. Mm. Then we're going to have to have, you know, if you can prove that you're vaccinated you or can't. a negative test result, that mm. will do. Because you still pass the virus on, of course, even if you're vaccinated. But you know, not as much. Chances are a lot less. And you know, we're going to have to live with this thing. They, and and it's beautiful to see the football. Match. Like it's beautiful to see the fans influencing the record. <laughs> like, there was one. Um, uh, Ruben Diaz, I think, got booked. Uh, Portugal, Hungary. Ruben Diaz, you know, Manchester City, he's player of the year. I think he was the footballers' writer of player of the year this year. Absolute class. And he got booked. Nowhere near a booking. Mm. Nowhere near a booking. He won on the ball. But the fans all went, all went fucking mid. And the rest mm. was like, you know, a little bit swayed by it. And it's oh, good to see. It's good to see, isn't it? You know, you don't miss that. Yeah, yes. definitely, definitely, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it was, uh, you know, in the back of refs, you know. Uh, so it was, yeah, it's good, it's good. So fingers crossed, more of the same. Uh, I think there's some fans in England games, isn't there? It's like ten thousand. Yeah, no, there were a few. There were a few. There were a few at the Scotland game. Obviously, I was looking forward to seeing Tierney, but some people, some Arsenal fans, said, yeah, "Well, yeah. with Tierney." It's better if he doesn't play for Scotland, really, because every time he plays, there's a chance of injury. I mean, this is the thing with Tierney. We're always worried. We're worried sick when he plays, particularly for Scotland. He's going to get cropped because there's there's every chance. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, these games are pretty intense. Scotland's game against uh, the Czechs, very intense game, I thought. And I honestly thought Scotland would win it, but obviously they're not, they're not known for their prowess in front of goal, are they? Um, and then and then the goalkeeper no. came out and, and got lobbed from I don't even know how many yards out that was that second goal. But it got me it got me really interested in that in that Czech striker. But when I checked his stats, his what's his name? Sheik Sheik Sheik. When I like the freak. But when I when I checked his stats, his stats are terrible, pretty bad, you know. But this guy looked he looked dynamite in front of goal. He just looked like he was a lethal finisher. Um, so, but yeah, would you would you buy anyone on the basis of um, of a good Euro two thousand and twenty tournament? Would you? How much? I mean, because if you remember, yeah, uh, we did before. Uh, a lot of shaving on there. Yeah, on a good little World Cup. Yeah, it was sometime uh, later so, though, wasn't yeah. it? It was it was a bit of a delay. It wasn't like a, a done deal straight away because Oshavin joined in January, I think. So, but yeah, based on that, based on his performance in that World Cup, and also I saw Oshavin in um, what final was it? UEFA, I think it was the UEFA final against Rangers. He was absolutely yeah. ripped him to shreds. That guy was something else. No, and I just wanted to add. Now we're on Oshavin, one of my favourites. Believe it or not, um, you know he didn't even get a mention in Arsene Wenger's book because I started going through Arsene Wenger's book, which. I've got sorry to say this, Arsenal fans. I can't recommend that book. It's just it's pretty dull. It's pretty dull. But I suppose he's you know he he didn't he didn't really reveal the truth. But yeah, it's all about you know the successes. Is steered well well clear of failure, which you can understand. But um, but not in any sort of depth. Yeah, maybe he'll write a proper autobiography uh, at some point in the future, future or maybe ten years from now. Because that one is just not worth 
it's not worth getting based on what I've read. And I, I didn't read all of it. I mean, I could have done because it's, I, you know, I had an ebook copy of it, which I couldn't download, but I just reading off an app. And it's just, yeah, it's pretty turgid stuff, to be honest. Yeah, I wasn't thinking of mentioning that. It's because you mentioned Arshavin, and then I thought, the things that are not in there, or people that are not in there, Arshavin's not in there, Jose Mourinho's not in there. There's a little bit about Ferguson. It's just dull. It's just so dull. I don't know who his ghostwriter was, but um, his ghostwriter was probably scared to tell him, look, Arsene, you need to liven this up a little bit, because it's just pretty boring stuff. I. It's very rare for me to say that about a football book as well, because I read, if I start reading a football book, I, I struggle normally to put it down, you know, like Ferguson, who I didn't like very much, you know. I mean, I, I, I have a lot of respect for Alex Ferguson, but I, of course I didn't really like him because of all the arguments he had with Arsene and, and Arsenal. But then if you read his, if you read his autobiography, um, one from way back, it was so good. He goes into loads of detail, loads of very interesting detail. I, you know, I never, never felt that interested in Man U, and I didn't afterwards either. But it was just an interesting read, you know. And it's it's always good, you know, to read something that that's revealing about about what goes on behind the scenes. Because because um, you know, like when we talked yeah, earlier. Yeah, when we talked about Buendia, for example, I'd like to know things like that in the future sometime. Did we actually go for Buendia? I mean, there's been a lot of strange, strange uh, transfer activity from Arsenal over the years. I remember uh, I remember Arsenal going in for um, a, Fulham, a Fulham goalkeeper at one point for no particular reason. Can't remember what the guy's name was. He was quite a decent keeper. And then he became this... And then our, do you remember, was his name, oh, I can't think of his name now, began with SH, like Schwarzer or something like that. I don't know if it was Schwarzer. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and then what a ridiculous, yeah. I mean, they just unsettled. Arsenal unsettled that poor keeper. <laughs> and Fulham had a bit of a problem on their hands and he, he ended up not not coming to Arsenal. So I just, yeah, I'm. so how are you feeling anyway about this transfer window? You feel that... that Decent players coming in. Udegaard, you, you've more or less written that one off, right? You don't think it's coming, by the sound of it? Or do you think there think is a chance? Uh, yeah, well, supposedly they're on holiday at the minute. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, supposedly they're on holiday at the minute, which doesn't exactly fill me with confidence. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I think we are, uh, you could argue it's their last transfer window. So they have to do something special. They have to do something, uh, you know, where, you know, get, get our attention. They have to do something that, you know, puts Arsenal moving forward because, you know, we're catching up at the minute. So, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a good one. I'm expecting a good one. I think, um, yeah, you know, we need to fill in some gaps. We've, we've got more dead wood leaving, which is always good. Uh, uh, and then we, we could have a smaller squad this year. I'm always sure of it. Yeah, that sounds like. But it would be nice to, have, you know, we need to have a, co- a, a, co- a a solid core of about eight or nine players, you know, that we can rely on every week, sort of thing. And then, you know, maybe maybe not this year, mm. but certainly, yeah, we need to sort of be looking to get top four. Yeah, no question, no question, top four this year. Yeah, uh, and so I think it'll be judged. Uh, have you seen uh, the fixtures? Yes, I did see them. I, I was just um, looking at Shaka's um, comments <laughs> yet again. Can I just say these before I talk about the fixtures? I, I just want to find that quotation. I found it now. Shaka says, Shaka or Shaka or Jacka, whatever his name is, you're only as good as your team, he says. He feels very bitter about the way the season panned out. And he said, football is a team sport and you're only as good as your team. I mean, sometimes when I look at it, that bit in itself didn't bother me, but what followed, of course, it was a good year for me personally. I've always played and performed. That that coming after yeah. the other quotation was just too much for me. I just I just thought, just just go to Roma. Why don't you just go? Really, you know. But anyway, yeah, sorry, let's go back to the fixtures. Cause yeah, it's a pretty tough start. Brentford first. 
it's not going to be an easy game. Is is it? Is that Brentford, right? Yeah, it's away. Yeah, yeah. And then City and Chelsea. Yeah, City and Chelsea and Spurs. Spurs as well in the first six games. Is it? Uh, yeah. And yeah, reasonably I was, quick. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, I think, I think you know, you've got to play these games anyway. Uh, and Arsenal, you know, you should be looking to uh, hit the ground running. You know, let's let's be honest, Arsenal should be looking to uh, you know beat teams like City and Chelsea. You know, mm. we've got Europe. We don't have the squad issues that other teams have. I, I know, I know. You know, the first game of the season, yeah, you know, even City don't have to worry too much. Uh, but you know, we've we've got to be looking to try and beat the teams. You know, and, mm. and I think you know, even and against Liverpool, yeah. Apart from Liverpool and City last year, we weren't particularly out of our fight. Yeah, that's so true. I think, yeah, that's we, true. We, we, all right, we did ourselves reasonable justice against most teams, against Chelsea, against Spurs, against. Uh, all of these other teams. So I think that's that's what we've got to go for. We we've got to go to beat most of these teams. And so I think yeah, you know, it will be difficult. And you know, I think I can't imagine we'll get a great result against any of them. But you know, obviously Brentford aside. Uh, but yeah, you know, that's what we've got to be aiming for. We've got to be aiming to beat these teams. Yeah, I think um, as you said, you've got to take you've got so, to play them at some point. So maybe better to get them out of the way. It's just the only thing is the pressure then, if if Arsenal don't get those results they're looking for, say, for example, I'm a bit of a pessimist at times, although not in cups for some reason, but in the league, I'm always pessimistic. And I, I keep thinking, right, Brentford away sounds like it's going to be an utter nightmare, you know, because it's a local derby. It's Brentford's first ever game in the Premier League, not their first game in the top flight. But their first game in the Premier League, they've got quite a new stadium. You know, they're not known for their raucous crowd, are they? So, in a sense, it won't be that difficult. But the excitement level is massive cup final yeah. for Brentford. Massive. Mental performance will be needed. So, so, Arsenal have to be so on their game to get a result there. And then they've got to be so on their game, so on their game. Every game seems to be like that. And obviously, that's not been the case, has it? Although, at the end of the season, there's good run of results. And I haven't lost faith in Arteta. Yeah. I haven't at all. Um, I still have, yeah, nearly 100% belief. I mean, I'm, I don't know if, my, you know, it would slip, though. The thing is, the, so Arsenal, imagine Arsenal lose to Chelsea, Man City, and only get a draw against Brentford. It's going to look pretty bad looking at the league table. And then yeah. the pressure will maybe start yeah. affecting team performances. <laughs> Say that again? Yeah, well, I've yeah. got to know this. Yeah, I mean, and his record against the big teams isn't bad at all, is it? So, so I feel, yeah. yeah, I feel, why why can't he beat those teams? I mean, Man City always feels like the one that is almost unwinnable. But Chelsea is beating Chelsea, even with the new the new manager there, beat Chelsea quite, you know, given, it, you know, it was rel- relatively comfortable against Chelsea. I wasn't, I wasn't sort of biting my nails. Well, I don't anyway, but even if, even if I did, I wouldn't have been biting my nails during that game. I thought Arsenal going to win this. You know, once Arsenal took the lead against Chelsea, I thought that's it. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be an Arsenal win this game. Just, I can sense it. Because there was some, there was a certain amount of resilience in the defending. That's what it was, I think. In, in my opinion, I felt, I felt, yeah, not not unduly worried about about Chelsea, and and then, and I've been feeling more and more like that, which gave, gives me some sort of hope for Arsenal's future. Even though, yeah, it's an extremely difficult start to the season. But um, how are you going to feel if Leno Leno leaves? Because because uh, well, the people are saying that's possible. I mean, we we I think we discussed it. Before as a possibility, still it's still it's hard to say. It's hard to say if he's going to leave. But I mean, obviously, I don't know how you feel about Matt Ryan. I definitely want him to join Arsenal. Definitely. Um, I mean, because he's just a safe pair of hands. Arguably, he's as good as Leno. I think Leno's pretty good personally. So I'll be upset to see him go. I'll actually be upset. Although he's made a few rickets. 
and some fans are moaning a lot about that, saying that this guy is par for the course for Leno. Leno's Leno's been making rickets to that level in the past, not not necessarily for Arsenal, but for other teams that he's played for. So no surprises. But what what do you think then? Will you be yeah. um, Will you be very upset if he goes? Oh, well, I think well, look, Leno leaves. I, I won't be devastated. Yeah. If Leno leaves, I think he's a good player. Uh, I think, like, I think he's he's he's, he's not world class. Uh, I think you're right. He has made a few mistakes. Mm. We've got the end of the world if he goes, but we have to get someone in. I don't. I think Matt Ryan's left anyway. Yeah, he's left, but there's there's been talk that yeah. he may come back. On a permanent deal. I mean, the talk I've—I uh, don't know if it's true. I mean, I just think why? Why didn't they just sort of snap him up? Why are they? Why are they messing around with this? I mean, that kind of deal frustrates me because okay, he's not—he's not the prime transfer target, is he? But why not just wrap up a deal with Brighton? Brighton don't want him because if Arsenal faff around, some other team will come in. If some other team takes Matt Ryan, I'm not going to be happy about that. I'll tell you now, because. It's just gonna feel like it's gonna feel like Emmy Martinez all over again, you know. It's gonna feel like that because um, obviously the fans are upset, you know. Just going back to Buendia for a moment, they're upset because <laughs> Aston Villa got two Emmys instead of one, you know. So they're really upset about that. But yeah, just briefly, to I did want to say something about Buendia. I just want to come back to it briefly. The reason I'm not that upset about it is purely because he scored. And set up a lot of goals in the championship. But when when he was playing for Norwich in the Premier League, his record's not that good, Buendia. So, of course, he's going to look outstanding in the most outstanding team in the championship. Of course, he's going to look like a world beater. But you stick him in an Arsenal team and uh, he might not be able to jump up and make that level. And just one other thing before we move on is um, Arsenal's, Arsenal's shopping in the in the championship. I've got to be honest, I don't think it's been very good over the years compared to, sorry to say it, teams like Spurs or, you know, even most of the teams are very good at shopping in the in the basement divisions. You know, if I call the championship a basement, that's offended a lot of people. But it's a lower division than the Premier League. Yeah. They've been good at that. You know, buying plays from MK Dons. Arsenal never even look at those players. They only look at the Premier League or abroad. And I don't mind them looking abroad because I think a lot of good players or, you know, even players that have become great have come from abroad. I'm quite happy for Arsenal to do that. Although, obviously, there, you know, there's got to be a certain number of homegrown players. So, um, so what are your thoughts on that? Do you think Arsenal should do a bit more shopping down the lower leagues as well as, you know, searching abroad? Why? Yeah. Yeah, I think if they can do it, why? Yeah, but... That, that's I think that's the ultimate question. Is that can they do it wisely? Yeah. Uh, why? Why have they never? The last is so. There are so few players. The last player that I recall. I mean, I don't think he's definitely the last one. But the last sort of high-profile signing from a lower league club was, in my book, Matthew Upson. And look how long ago that was from Luton, if I'm not mistaken. But I don't, I don't recall yeah. too many others. I suppose you could say um, uh, holding as well. But he, he came in for a million pounds holding, so it wasn't so big, you know, such a big signing in a way. It was a million, wasn't it? Holding from Bolton. Well, not signings aren't any big signings, are they? But yeah, yeah. I see your point. Like there hasn't been. Yeah. Uh, certainly, we don't get, uh, you know, massive superstars from the jump. Uh, from the championship. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'm not amazingly comfortable with it. And what would you do with uh, these... Obviously. Yeah. What would you do with these players that have been out on loan, like Maitland-Niles? Uh, he, he wants to start in place. It sounds like he's going to leave, to be honest. I don't know what, what your thoughts are on that. Well, I haven't read a lot. Well, but... He thinks himself as a midfielder. Yes, but no one else uh, thinks that. No one else thinks yeah, he is, no, no, even no, his no, managers. They, they... Yeah, our test midfielder doesn't think that. So it's, yeah. it's a bit... Uh, you know, I, think, I think that's it, really. I 
he thinks himself a fat Sam. Fat Sam had him at fucking West. Yeah, he did. He's like, no, he's not Nicholas. So, <laughs> you know, I, 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 think, I, think, I think that's it, really. Uh, so, uh, we'll see. We will see. Uh, I'm, I'm not soon to. I think with I think with Willock we should bring him back. I think with Nelson and then Kessia either sell or put on. Uh, give Willock one more chance because he obviously done quite well at Newcastle. Mm. Uh, okay, he had his chance, but I think it all depends on who we who we're getting rid of. But like, I can see us getting rid of Lacazette or Bamiang this year. Like I don't know. I don't. It, it, I think it's easier to judge by the time we get to August. Yeah, and Belly in as well. Sounds like he's on the way out, which I'm disappointed with. But in yeah. a sense, I can live with that. What I was going to say, though, is about about players that normally play right or left back, like Belly Um, Well, Tierney aside, most fullbacks don't make a huge impact like Tierney has. And obviously, the issue we've got with Tierney is, is the injuries. But they, if you're going to lose a player and not have a great replacement... It's probably best it's a right, a right or left back normally. Uh, I mean, the thing is, Tian has been so outstanding. I, I want to sort of take my words back a little bit, but you know, the 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 positions that worry me is striker. Really, you know, if if um, I know Lacazette's not getting twenty goals, but he's getting fifteen plus. I just feel if he goes, how do we know the next player coming in is going to be prolific? Unless unless they're going to oh, give. No. Yeah, unless we they give uh, I forgot his name. The the guy who's been in um, knocking on the door, scoring when he gets a chance, Balogun. Unless they give Balogun yeah, a chance, I don't really don't know why he's not had a chance. It just I've seen enough for me to be so convinced he's going to make it. That guy, it, you know, he just looks so cool, calm, and collected for a guy of his age. He's, I'm glad Arsenal tied him down to a contract. I've got to say, I feel if he'd have if he'd have left on a free, I'd have been very upset about about that because I just felt, rightly or wrongly, because you never know with players that age, they could they could just disappear completely, fade away, and we forget they ever existed. That could happen too. But but if he's if he's got a decent head on his shoulders with the talent he's got, he should he should have an, an amazing career in in football. And hopefully it'll be at Arsenal with a name like Balogun. It, it seems like it was meant to be, right? So, um, yeah. and what the other the other one I wanted to ask you about is Gwen uh, Gendouzi, because Gendouzi. Yeah. Some people are saying he might come back and fight for a place, but <laughs> fight for a place. His Twitter page is. I just saw this uh, yesterday, I think, or the day before. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, his Twitter. Page Arsenal backgrounds and yeah, well, he's, he's had a stink for that club, hasn't he? Um, you know, I, I want to get rid of him. Nobody wants him because he's a problem player. Yeah, like he was shit. At, he was shit at Arsenal with bad attitude uh, or bad attitude for the last part, and then that new club, same thing. Like his attitude stunk. They tried to, you know, he hasn't performed. He's been ousted out of the club. So I don't know, maybe. He's one of those, I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of those who's a bit like Xhaka, where he's like, oh, I've always got an excuse. Yeah, it's always, always someone else's fault. Yeah. Uh, but I hopefully, I, I prefer Arteta to get rid of him, but if Arteta's convinced by him, then okay, fine, give him a second chance. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a, a, been a fan of him, of his, sorry. You know, and I always thought, just thought, <laughs> especially when he first arrived at Arsenal, he was just so... He was so cool on the ball for a, for a guy of his age. He just he just belied his years, and I, I I really liked what I saw. And he got around the pitch, and yeah, he was a bit lippy, but that's not always a bad thing. And I just felt I just felt yeah, he added he had a lot of legs to the team. So he got he gets around, but his passing was a bit sideways. I have to be honest, he wasn't very incisive yeah. with his passing. So um, so yeah, I was, but I was. I had no doubt in my mind he, he would become an Arsenal legend, but clearly that's not very likely to happen now. But I'd I'd like to see see him get a chance, but I don't think he'll get it. I, I think I think Arteta is a bit of a disciplinarian, which may be the right thing because he's gonna. Oh, on that topic, 
What about the uh, Ajax goalkeeper? Was his name Anana or what? Something along those lines. The Ajax goalkeeper who who's was he's serving a doping ban, and he's due to come back into football in November. And so Arsenal, the the talk is that Arsenal could put together a deal, quite a cheap deal, and get in a quality goalkeeper from Ajax. Um, but he won't be able to play uh, till November. Would you would you touch that? Yeah. That kind of deal with well, a barge this, pole? There's the anti-doping thing that puts me off. Yes. Same there's uh, the fact he won't play till November and he's African as well, I think. So oh. he's playing the African Cup of Nations in January as well. And I think Arsenal are going to lose a few players they to, are. to this African Cup of Nations. And that, so uh, mm. I would be... It, it doesn't strike me as greatest deal in the world um, I don't know how good this player is so there is that factor well, uh, apparently he's good with his feet Arsenal. so he's he well, that's would, what Arsenal want there. yeah Arsenal they want that they want that but it would be good to have, have a player who's not got a discipline problem because <laughs> the very fact that he's been banned for this long they say no smoke without fire maybe quite literally um, I'm not sure what to make of it but but yeah, it's probably because I haven't. If I'd seen the player a lot and I was sort of enamoured with what I saw, then maybe I'd feel differently about it. But knowing, knowing that he's got this ban hanging over yeah. his head, and uh, and plus, plus there seems to be a bit of a bit of a culture that Arteta's tried to eliminate from the club, which might or might not be linked to that kind of activity. I don't know. I really don't know because I have my suspicions about why why certain people were bombed out of the club so quickly when you know we saw the pictures of the party, for example. I keep going on about that, but yeah, going back to what you were saying about the African Nations Cup, because who's the guy at Brighton? Is it Bissouma? The um, yeah, yeah, because there's been uh, talk about him coming in, but but the issue with that is another African. I mean, he's he's a very good player. I like Bissouma a lot. I'd love to see him at Arsenal. However, with the African Cup of Nations going on, if it goes ahead as planned, which it probably will, but we don't know. Look, as you said, we're going to lose Pepe, going to lose Partey, going to lose Bissouma if he if he gets signed, and that I I don't know if Arsenal can recover from that losing. And there's, I think there's another player I missed out, but I can't think who it is. But those those players could be essential to Arsenal's season. I mean, and Bissouma, yeah, that, that has to be factored in, right? The African Nations Cup, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, it does. Yeah, massively. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, that's why I'm, you know, like he sounds like a very good player, and you know, I'm happy. But you know, these are things that have to be factored in. Yeah. Uh, and, Got me a little bit worried, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Like, I, I think it's it's the Euros haven't even aren't even a quarter of the way through, so I think it's a case of yeah, let's see where we are. Come you know mid July, uh, near the end of August, when he should have got some transfer window done. Yeah, so at this stage, uh, not know, not panicking. Then you're not panicking about the lack of business. Not, yeah, no. Arsenal do their things that you never you know I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few and and, and as well like, and I've said this before like Arteta's job is on the line you know? it is yeah. it's not like Wenger you know Wenger was like oh you know it doesn't really matter if I sign anyone or I don't you know I've still got a job uh, you know I can be stingy whereas <laughs> Arteta you know he needs to... yeah he's gonna he's gonna you know, make... he needs to make Yeah, he needs to do so something. I think that will have... Yeah, we know. Yeah. Well, I think it's uh, a bit of a past because they won the FA Cup that first year. Mm. And, you know, we did get uh, in the second half. This that much. Both of those are true statistics. But yeah. he hasn't got that much left. You know, he's not blessed with as much time as perhaps he may think. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not badly... He's out by Christmas. You could even be before with that fixture list. That's what frightens me. Because yeah. I still think he's the right man for the job, but he's just, he's taken on. I mean, it's a, such a massive rebuilding job. And there's been, Arsenal been getting into bad habits for so many years and um, brought yeah. in players 
I think I think one of the other podcast mentions players have not been hungry apart from Smith Rowe and the youngsters, as you've always you, you've always praised the youngsters, but particularly those two, Bukayo Saka and and Smith Rowe, they're yeah. so hungry. I mean, that's the issue I've got with um, with Maitland Niles is that yes, I think he's very a very talented footballer, but I don't. He never strikes me as hungry. He looks like he's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's. I don't know. I'm not saying he's sort of a his physicality thing. It sort of seems to be a mental thing with him because he's got absolutely everything. Maitland Niles. He's got everything. He's got pace. He's got amazing skill. Can pass well, but mentally he's not always switched on, so he makes mistakes. And I, yeah. I can't put it down to anything else because guy's got incredible technique. I don't think there are many British footballers with better technique than he's got, from what I've seen, and I've seen him quite a lot. Um, so that that would be my take. But I still wouldn't play him, not unless I had to, purely because I just don't trust him. You know, I feel really harsh saying that because I want him to do well, but I just. I think it's I think it's over for him to be honest, Joe Willock. As you said, I I, I think I agree with you, but I I still I still got my doubts about how he's going to fit into the team. Obviously, he's got the talent; he's proved that at Newcastle. But is he going to make it at Arsenal? I'm, I'm not sure. I'd be very tempted to cash in on him while while he's still worth. Because if if Arsenal sold Joe Willock now, how much would you expect? At least twenty million or more than that? Yeah, 20 mil. Yeah. 20 mil. Yeah, because oh. you... Like, you had half a good season. It's not... Yeah, it's yeah. not sucking his dick too. So he's <laughs> had half. half. Yeah. Like, he's done it right. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm pleased for him and I like him as a player. Though I wanted him to do well. Uh, <laughs> I wanted him to do well at Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like he, he's done half a good season at Newcastle. He's kept them up. I think, yeah, pretty so much. Helped def- and score goals in a struggling team. That's that. That's the real mark oh, of a quality player. If you can do that, if you can do that in a team like, I'm not saying Newcastle to me they were not quite relegation fodder, but they weren't far off it. Um, oh, they were. I think you I had think most a, Newcastle fans. He kept them off. Yeah, yeah, he did it. He did. I mean, he broke records, didn't he? He scored consecutive games. So you or he matched Alan Shearer's record, I think. Yeah. So that that in itself, and playing in midfield and doing that, that's that speaks volumes for how, how good he is. But yeah, yeah, they definitely. They but yeah, I would be tempted to sell, providing that, that money's going to be used elsewhere. So yeah, I'm trying to think: is it, did we cover every every blade of grass um, as far as transfer news is concerned? Pretty much. I reckon so. Yeah. yeah. All right. So nothing else to comment on because we might um, just sort of yeah. call it quits it's there. Right. It's not- all right. All right. Yeah. We talked about the Euros. We talked about transfer news. You know, we talked about my. The thing I can't understand is why my speakers do this every time. They don't kick in. But we've kicked it. We've kicked the ball about. We've said a few things we probably shouldn't have done. <laughs> but it was quite funny. So hopefully, or hopefully, I say, hopefully nobody was ever offended by anything that we possibly said. And if we if we did offend, please, please forgive us. Um, well, that didn't sound very sincere. Perhaps it wasn't. All right, until the next time, adios. Bye.